Wow. It's 6 o'clock. Always a good time to call Baird Brothers. Featuring fine hardwood since 1960. This is News Radio 570 WKBN, Youngstown. Need a furnace checkup? Call Mazza Heating and Cooling in Girard, your factory authorized Bryant dealer. Mainly clear skies and cold temperatures overnight, sliding into the single digits. Some sunshine around early Tuesday with increasing clouds through the afternoon, highs in the upper 30s. With your Storm Team 27 forecast, I'm meteorologist Paul Wetzel. Now, 30 degrees. The following is a paid program and does not necessarily represent the views of iHeartMedia. Securities and advisory services offered through Investicorp, member FINRA, SIPC. Information provided during the J. Arnold Wealth Management Company show is intended for informational purposes only and should not be considered advice. Please consult with your own investment advisor or tax advisor before making any investment decisions. This is the J. Arnold Wealth Management Show. All right, time to talk about stocks, bonds, mutual funds, and all that fun stuff. Uh, News Radio 570 WKBN and uh, the wild, wacky world of uh, Wall Street. All right, so today, here's John Arnold. Today, we go up, a, well, 400-something points. The market went up. What's going on, John? Honestly, it's, it's what I talked about before. I, I think we had a flash crash, um, knowing that those couple of days it went berserko, and then, uh, and then, it's overreaction and a lot of really uh, probably the most the best understatement or the most understatement I could say all year is earnings. Um, you know, or, or, or say it, it just went it went down farther than it should have <clears throat> in a faster amount due to manipulation. So that's a big understatement. And then um, that's that. I it, it's climbing back up and strong as I thought it would. And last Friday was crazy. I made a call on Facebook just with, just just with the mess people. I said it's one thirty. The market's down four hundred and five points. I predict that it's gonna uh, it's gonna go up by four o'clock at a rally hard. And I was just halfway playing around, halfway playing a guessing man. And sure enough, it actually did. It finished up. It finished up a certain amount of time. Uh, you know, it finished up like I want to say. It was 500, but I think it went down by the time the bell, bell rang, 305. I, I ended up looking like, you know, like a crystal ball kind of guy. And it was just a, a merely a meaningless joke. But it just goes to show you how crazy the, vol, how crazy the volatility can be, um, you know, with the stock market as it is right now. All right. So, so it went down because they were worried about... Um inflation interest rates going up and that kind of stuff is what the experts were saying why it initially went down and are you in agreement with that uh, scenario not well that's I'm what the john that's what the experts were saying i'm on top of these things <laughs> it doesn't well, get by me that's when i hear the term expert in anything i think maybe the top 10 or 5 people in the entire world of whatever they're doing and these people classify themselves as experts and they're 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 no better than you and I as far as like make as a matter of fact they're mostly wrong. Mm-hmm. And 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 I think the whole damn thing is manipulated. And honestly, when you hear about their predictions and and what they're saying, they're totally wrong. I I totally disagree with it. I think it was a a media hype reason for the market to go down so big money can short the market, make money on the way down. 
uh, obviously uh, short the market and, and get some puts. So and let then, me get this uh, straight, though. Yeah. The, you sorry? think it was? You think it was? Uh, it you don't think it was the fear of inflation, the fear of uh, raising interest rates. In your opinion, you think it's market manipulation that brought this down? You know, when everybody was concerned. Correct. A hundred percent. That's my opinion. And manipulated by what? People selling to take a profit or what? Absolutely. Well, here's how big money does it. When I say big money, I'm talking about people that that we probably will, will never meet. Institutional investors. Jeez, I thought funds. Uh, I thought you were talking about me, but you mean you're not? Well, other than, other than you, I mean you're oh, okay. I mean, we can't include you. For right. I mean, whenever, whenever you're John talking about big money, I always think he's uh, to calling, you know, it's, it's yeah. secret Actually, for your host. little people in Ron Verge's world. Yeah, there but you go. But I, uh, I, uh, I uh, in all seriousness, it's people that uh, have the ability to manipulate the market because they have so much volume. They can, they can buy so much volume on one particular security and uh, equity, uh, puts, calls, et cetera. And uh, they can manipulate the market, and there's not a damn thing you can do about it. And because of the computers, and the way they do it, there's no transparency. You can hide behind whoever you or whatever computer program you want, and get your trading done that way. Uh, and that's just the way it goes. And that's it was a, it was a hard lesson in life for some of our clients, and it was a hard lesson in life for a lot of people that aren't my clients. Not one of my clients jumped ship. Not one of my clients tried to talk me out of not selling and they listen to me add a couple come to jesus talks with people and say listen you know if this is what's going to scare you you probably need you probably need to just completely eject yourself from the stock market because this is just what's going to happen now that volume manipulating trading is here there's no catalyst so one day a media person decides to say well you know based on these great earnings and these and and what's going on you know the trump economy where, uh, you know, we're, we're going to head for inflationary times and interest rates are going to rise. Well, who the hell is that person? Tell me tell me why that person's statement matters. And the, and the truth is that it doesn't. It was just artificially manipulated to get you to sell, and big money will short it, and they'll make money on the way down. And sure enough, just like I said what happened, the damn thing's gone up, what, seven or 800 points in the Dow Jones in the past two days for no particular reason at all, just, just a magic wand. And that's because fundamentally the market's strong, the economy's strong, and uh, we're in a stonable market. And, you know, they, if big money can chase you out and make money on your back by seeing your stops out there, they're going to do it. And they certainly did. And a lot of people got played this past two weeks, but not my, my clients, and that's just the way I feel. All right, so you're you're kind of, uh, I don't want to say the odd man out, but you definitely got a different opinion than a lot of other guys. That's usually the case, but yeah, yeah, I definitely do. Uh, I think our economy is extremely strong. I had a one a one client email me last night and say, "Hey, um, you know, the we think that uh, uh, we you know we're, we're nervous and you know we we don't know what to do here and how do you feel about the the future of the market?" And I had to, I said, "Listen, I've never been more confident." I said, and, and another thing, his name is Gary. I said another thing, Gary. I said, uh, at the end of the day, your portfolio lost, I think, 25 3% when the market fell 10 to 11%. And that, and that should have really made you feel good, but I let you know that I wasn't invested as aggressively as the market, and we were some good stuff. And he agreed, and he's like, you know what, that's why you're my guy. So 
needless to say, I need to disclose, and I'm, I'm going to be wrong sometimes. I've, I've been wrong before, and I'll be wrong again. But right now, I'm hitting this thing pretty right. And um, and, and it's just, honestly, it's just a lot. it makes me crazy because it's a bunch of manipulation. It's a bunch of noise and a bunch of stupidity and stuff that really doesn't matter. This driving the market crazy, and they're doing it on the backs of good-working people, and that's what's driving me nuts. Uh, these guys can play games, and it doesn't matter to them because they're billionaires and multimillionaires, and they can trade this stuff in high volume, and it doesn't mean it's meaningless to them. They they've made their money, and then you got good guys. You know, my clients retiring from Delphi and General Motors and SDRS, etc. They're getting hurt off of it, and it's driving. You know, they're getting they're getting frantic and, and manipulated, and, and it's just it's just it's and put into a panic, and it drives me crazy just like that. The good news is 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 they haven't acted on their fear and we're staying put. All right. So, and so as far as your concerns, the uh, 500 or 400 something gain that we had today, do you foresee a more volatile market in the month or two ahead? Absolutely. I think you have a choppy market ahead. I think they got people right where they want them as far as the big money trading. They're getting people to bail out on certain things. I think they're trying to jump on some things. Uh, artificially low, that they're driving down artificially, uh, that they missed out on, or maybe they can just double dip. Um, and with a sideways market and a crazy volatile market, that's easy to do. That's easy to chase, chase the week out. So I do believe that they're gonna they're gonna pounce on that and they're gonna continue that sideways trading. But just as a just as a, an opinion here, I think that mid March, this thing should stabilize, right in time for another round of quarterly reports. And I think we're back to the bull market. But this, but right now, in this next couple of weeks, as a matter of fact, these next four weeks, it, it, this market is not going to be for the faint of heart. I, I believe me on that. Mm-hmm. You're in, you're in for some you're in for some mental tor, tor, mental tor, turmoil. I mean, they they know exactly what they're doing here, and there's no there's no fundamental cal, catalyst that, that's going to hold it up. Right, but you, you got to tell uh, me anything that's wrong with the market right now. Yeah, Go ahead. Uh, you should uh, you should be concerned, I guess, if you have stop losses in because they could trigger. And do you want yeah. them to trigger or not? No, you don't. And if you have stop losses, and my current suggestion is, is really put them deep, really deep. I mean, like catastrophically deep, like 22, 25%. The other thing that, that you might, might want to do is just take them off. Because in a sideways market like this being manipulated, you're going to get busted out. You're going to, you're going to, they're going to see your stop out there on the market. The computer's going to recognize it. It's going to drop it, hit it. And then go right back up, right on your back, like I talked about, and then you're screwed, blued, and tattooed. So, uh, if you if you're if you're if you're a betting person out there, and you're you're willing to take some risk, I definitely would take your stops off, and I've done it myself. And and that's a scary thing for me to do, as you pointed out before. It's it leaves my clients naked. But if we don't do that, uh, we're going to sell them out artificially, and and I'm the one they have to answer to, and say, why did you sell me out at twelve percent? on XYZ stock, which is a made-up stock, by the way, and, uh, you know, went right back up three days later. You know, we took this gain off the table for no reason. We could have made much more. And I wouldn't have an answer other than the fact that I got scared, and that's not a fair answer. Don't invest money if that's your answer. Aren't you, though, aren't aren't you a little concerned, though, you know, from a standpoint of, as I understand it, if if, uh, interest rates go up, particularly on a 10-year note, that's when some people get out of the stock market, go to, you know, get out and put their money in something less risky as interest rates go up. Isn't there some degree of 
concern within all you market guys of that scenario playing out? There is, but there's that that, that concern's been here for a couple of years, Ron. We've been talking about that now for a couple of years. The bond market blow up. Yeah, but they, but uh, but, right. but but interest rates have stayed relatively low. If we get interest exactly. rates to to tick up, then these ten year notes become more attractive to people and without the risk. This is true. This is true. But show me the baby, if you know what I mean. Show me. Don't tell me about this this T note doing this or that. Don't don't tell me about this treasury dude. Show me, because until I see him, I, I, I'm in the market. I'm in this equities market, because all I see is the same old, same old. All I see is media hype, and I see the equity market in, increasing. And you know, and and by the way, the the quarterlies and the fundamentals, they, they're killing the expectations. SP 500 quarterlies, uh, the reportings on them, they're killing the expectations. So. Why would you? Why would you head for the hills of the treasuries, based on what ifs? Based on what they think is going to happen. Every time you you base your investing on what you think is going to happen in fear, you're going to get burned ten out of ten times. Fear and greed drive the market. If you buy into the fear, you're going to get hurt. That's my feeling. Mm-hmm. And even if interest rates go up, they're still going to stay relatively low. I mean, I don't, you know, they seem to imply that if interest rates go up, money floods out of the market into this kind of stuff. But even with interest rates going up, they're still relatively low compared to what you would get in an S&P fund or something. Yeah, traditionally, your S&P is going to be 7 8% a year, right? Mm-hmm. And that's over a 10-year period. And what's your T-note going to do? 1.75, 2, 2% maybe? So, it it's and it's one of those things to where I think you're going to be you're going to be biting off your nose to spite your face by doing that jump ship. So I I'm not ready when I when I see the action happen when I see it actually come aboard that's when I'll jump ship. But until someone shows me that the SP 500 com- companies are no longer reporting record earnings, until someone shows me that our GDP is no longer increasing, until someone shows me that consumer confidence is falling, Don Arnold is bullish. I'm going to continue to go with what is, not what if, and I got to stand by my clients on what is. I can't go on fear, and I recommend anybody that's in the market don't go on the fear. Well, everybody, everybody's job in the media is to sell commercials and to sell uh, sexy, uh, sexy media. Because if not, they're going to turn the station off. So, you know, don't don't believe the hype. I guess is what I'm saying. As you can tell, I'm very excited and passionate about this. And um, I, I just hate for one of our listeners to, to buy into the stupidity. And, you know, they, either two things happen. They go to bonds or they go to some stupid annuity because some annuity guy, you know, drove the fear so high, you know, that Armageddon's here. And what happens if Armageddon comes and, and uh, you know, financial Armageddon, so to speak, and, you know, you have no money left, et cetera, and now you jump into your stupid annuity that guarantees you this and that, but at the end of the day, you're just taking your own money out because they're only offering you 4 or 5% out over X amount of year period. Uh, all right. Now, here's the stocks that did well today, and I'd like you to comment on it. Right. Apple, Amazon, and Netflix were the top gainers. Well, semiconductor stops, Micron, LAM Research, Advanced Micro Devices also led advancers. Comment first on Apple, Amazon, and Netflix among the top gainers. Why, well, that, and does it surprise the top you? The three that you mentioned there are the FANG stocks, and I think they still have a lot, a lot of room to go, especially Amazon. Nisa said I've been talking about those guys for six years now. And uh, Stand by, John. I'll come back to you. We'll see if we can 
make sure he's uh, there that we didn't lose him. We'll talk more in a minute. Uh, we'll pause. News Radio 570 WQN. I get John's comments about those stocks. Any questions or comments you have? 729 9977. 729 Back in a bit. And let's check the Storm Team 27 forecast brought to you by Cordy's. Uh, and we are looking for a low tonight down to 7 degrees. How about that? Going to be a chilly night tomorrow, Tuesday, 38 for a high, 31 for a low. No rain in a forecast or anything along those lines. 49 the high on Wednesday, 44 the low. Get a low to Thursday, 40% chance of rain, 54 for the high, 27 for the low. 34 the high on Friday, 36 on Saturday, and 48 on Sunday. So it looks like we got a somewhat of a mild trend here at News Radio 570 WKN. We're talking with John Arnolds on News Radio 570 WKN. We're talking about the wild world of investing. Now, we were talking about Apple, Amazon, and Netflix. They were the big gainers, those individual stocks. Now, did they gain because of uh, of the expectations or making expectations or coming close to expectations or company-specific news, or why did, the, why did those stocks gain? Well, everything you said is the reason why they gained, but more importantly, what they did is they, were, they, can't, they gained back a lot of their loss, so they were oversold. During the market downturn for that, you know, I'm going to say it implosion, uh, and and again, there's a, there's another backup to what I'm saying. Why in the world do people oversell Amazon, Netflix, and semiconductors uh, for no particular reason? You can't give me a fundamental reason, and you know this inside now. Amazon, tell me why someone would sell Amazon and bring it down 60 points in one day with nothing other than well, we think it's going to go down because of fear. There's nothing there. And then sure enough, it was oversold, come roaring back. And the answer to your question is, is because it was oversold. And people, and they, the big money got deep value. They bought it right. And now they're making money on the way up. And they, and they did it on the back of some fool who decided to sell prematurely. So the reason, and then the reason why the semiconductors went up is for the same reason. They were oversold. Most Anytime you get a market implosion like we did, like a flash crash, the fear is going to drive everything. And the first thing that goes is technology because people don't need it, not not yet anyway. And it's considered high beta. It's considered high risk. So that's the first thing they drop, and those things fall artificially more than, say, maybe a first energy or a dominion gas. So with that said, uh it, the reason for the, those particular sectors dropping is because, one, they're oversold, and two, they're riskier than our, other sectors. Mm-hmm. And uh, but in general, would you not say company earnings have been uh, have been close to expectations or exceeding expectations for the most no, part? No, no, they're, they're exceeding by they're, they're exceeding expectations tremendously. So, uh, did I lose you, Ron? No, I got you. Uh, that is. The expectations, and Yahoo just had a report on this today, is they're, they're blowing the expectations out of the water, which underlines everything I'm saying. You can't give me a reason, fundamental reason why the market's oversold in a short, short amount of time other than fear was driving the market down. And that, to me, that's BS. Mm-hmm. I, I, still, I still have yet to find the reason. I still yet to, to have somebody come out and say, the market fell because of this, this specific action. Not because we're afraid of inflation, not because we're afraid of interest rate increase. Show me why exactly it fell. No one can tell me that. And that should scare a lot of people listening right now. They should start thinking. That is true. 
why did the market get manipulated like it is? Because somebody manipulated. Mm -hmm. Somebody with a lot of power or a bunch of people with a lot of power manipulated that market, brought it down, and sure enough, it's already climbing back strong. And so the, you have to ask yourself. Go ahead. Does the market react to like when they were talking about all this infrastructure spending today? Does it react to that, or does that have no effect? No, it 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 does. But yet, and another thing I subscribe to is, you know, you you have the news and the rumor. The market the market goes up on the rumor, and people sell on the news. People that's built into the market. I mean, I, I think it. I think it certainly helps it during the day. I think I think one hundred percent of Again, the key word here is think. The reason why the market's going up is simply because it was oversold, not, no other reason. But Trump's been saying now for since his campaign that infrastructure is probably one of his top four things that he wants to do, the wall, infrastructure, uh, immigration, and health care. And uh, he's got, the, obviously, the tax reform thing down. So, you know, his infrastructure plan... It's been been out there, and so when when they come and say, "Well, infrastructure spending is going to be this and this and this," I think it's already built into the market. Is my point, Ron? Mm-hmm. I think it's one hundred percent built into the market. I think it's old hat, old news. I think uh, infrastructure rebuilding of our country, spending wise, is here to stay. You know, I think that military getting the military budget passed on his part was genius on his part. That's a lot of spending as well. Um, Overall, I uh, I think that that's built into the market, say to be repetitive, and then I also think that um, that uh, it, that the market is simply going up simply because it was oversold, nothing more. All right, we're talking with John Arnold. Stand by, John. We got another segment uh, coming up on News Radio five seventy WKVN. So stay tuned for that. John will be coming back momentarily. Seven two nine ninety nine seventy seven. We'll take any calls or questions you have for John coming up. Want to talk to him about Ford? You want to talk about uh, the economy or whatever? Ford uh, is going to boost production. They're investing twenty five million dollars in a plant in Kentucky. So Ford is boosting their production. I want to talk to John a little bit about that. That would seem to be a good sign for the economy. Uh, comments about Bitcoin and where that kind of stuff is going. And any calls or questions you have, uh, coming up. The following is a paid program and does not necessarily represent the views of iHeartMedia. All right, let's get back to it. John Arnold's our guest, News Radio 570 WKBN, as, uh, as we travel on. Is there any concern when we're talking about this budget deal? I want to jump around a little bit on you. You know, this budget deal, the debt and deficits, any effect on that kind of stuff on the market at all, John? Does that have any effect? Maybe a little. Again, I think it's, I think people like us are slaving, small people out there that are working for a living are, you know, we hear about it. But I think the big money knows what's in play and what's what's already there a couple weeks to three weeks before it actually hits. I think they know it's going to pass. I think they're going to do a you know a little silly drama to make us believe that they're in a tug of war. We don't know it's going to pass on this and that, and it finally comes out that it passes. So the long answer to your question is uh, I do believe a little bit of it. But, again, it's on the rumor and the news. So I believe that it's already built into the market. I do believe the market already knows what's going to happen. And uh, and that's that, and sure enough, it did. I, 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 I'm interested, and I hope, I hope I never see this, but if I, it would be interesting to find out if a, budget, if, if a budget doesn't pass in Washington to see how long they hold out. 
I'd, it'd be real, I'd be really curious to see who's willing to stop playing games faster. Uh, but I, I don't, I don't, I don't believe it has that much to do with the market. I don't. Mm-hmm. I think I think it did a couple weeks ago. All right, and you know, there's always concern about how big the debt and deficit is and that kind of stuff. That doesn't seem like it's gonna. Uh, it, it clearly doesn't seem like it matters very much because I mean, obviously, for whatever reason, you know, manipulation out the market went down. It's it went up today, but no one can say for certain if it's gonna. If I got you straight, the first half hour, you, it's going to continue to be a bumpy road for a while, right? Yeah, I think I think you're looking at six weeks of, of choppy trading. I do. All right, and when and the market and, and when the market goes down, then are you uh, uh, buying in more uh, on days that uh, like when it went down? Are you personally making buying moves? It, the, the answer to that question is a is a two sided one. For people that were smart enough to hold cash on the sidelines or not tell me about it. And they and magically want to invest it with me, yes. But for our existing portfolios, no. I would say we're less than 2% in cash. So uh, there's no cash to reinvest. I'm fully invested. I believe in the investment in the sectors and the allocations we have. I've not sold. Um, so, therefore, it would be a lie to tell you, yeah, we, pulled, you know, we had X amount of cash on the sidelines, and now I see a great value, and then we're jumping on with the coupon. That's not the truth. Uh, we we stayed the course, and then we uh, we're so you know we're really dedicated to the sectors we're already in. Now, for people that are coming over as new clients that have to have uh, cash, and that have uh, you know their or had maybe another account that they decided not to tell me about until now, we are jumping in. But for our, our clients that are are for our clients that are already invested, no, we we're we're fully invested. There's no cash to invest. Now, I will say. If you're a listener out there and you've been holding off and waiting for this to happen, I do believe if you're a risk taker and you're willing to take risk in the market that you have a great opportunity here. I really do. Uh, I think you're going to be buying some stuff with a coupon. Does that that necessarily mean you won't get hurt or lose a lot of money? No, but the probability is way in your favor. Right, because what, uh, buyers would be uh, more nervous as the market continue to go up and up and up and up and up, afraid to buy in because they said it's going to come down, going to come down. And uh, then one would conclude that last week when it came down, that was when a lot of those people potentially then bought back in. Exactly. So, uh, and, and I think there's going to be continue uh, a lot of value buying. Now, you said something that I, I'm, I'm glad you, you, you touched on. Like, I was, cheering this, I was cheering the steam being let out of the market. I really was. I thought it was healthy. I thought it was needed. I think, I think it staved off a, a huge bond, or a bubble that was really forming and forming strong. I, uh, I think, you know, it, was, it, it got the market back into realistic expectations. I have people calling me in their mid-'80s that all of a sudden want to be aggressive investors, and I'm talking about, like, what, what are you talking about here? Like, you can't, you know, I, I can't invest your money away, to, you know, and I, I hate to tell you that, but it's not safe. And they just can't wrap their head around the fact that the market's not going to continue to go up. So this was a really good check for people mentally to say, you know what, the market doesn't go, go up every day. The market doesn't increase a 1,000 points a month. And, and 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 the reality of that smacked it right in the face this past couple weeks, and I and I liked it because it we needed that. 
Because if this didn't happen, we were looking at another 2008. And 2008 was catastrophic for a lot of people. And uh, we obviously, we don't want that. So the release out of the balloon was, was great. I'm happy it happened. Uh, I think it's, I think you're going to see more releases out of the balloon, so to speak, and then fill it back up, like we talked about, a lot of choppy trading. And I think that if you're uh, if you're a smart investor, you're going to stay the course, not get, mani- not, get, not get manipulated, look at the fundamentals of what you have, you have good solid investments and a good strategy, you hold to that, and I think you'll be a winner probably here in March. All right, so comments or questions for John Arnold tonight, 729-9977. Uh, for our investments uh, listeners, 729-9977. John seems confident in the market, uh, seems to think that it went down, but uh, what, what goes down will, uh, will, let's see, went down, buying opportunity will go back up, uh, thinks it was market manipulation, doesn't think it was uh, as a result of some of the other reasons people are saying uh, let's see, uh, and uh, and takes a look at earnings, which are good, exceeding expectations for a lot of companies. So signs that are good for the market, exceeding expectations on earnings. Market went back up four or five hundred uh, points uh, today. Will stay a volatile market. Uh, good uh, it could be a good time for people to buy in at it and uh, is going to make sure that in his case stop losses uh, aren't triggering uh, and uh, so far that's been uh, the right call or a good call always a tough one to make but needless to say a good call so that's what we covered the first half hour in the broadcast if you got comments or questions for John you can call him tonight whether you agree or disagree with this 729-9977 we'll get you through to us 729-9977 uh, if, if you have uh, comments or questions for John's about 401ks uh, mutual funds ETFs uh, individual stocks that you might be buying into or where you think the market is going or what's happening with with that uh, in general? Like I said, I don't uh, I don't see that you know huge money's going to be pouring out of the market going into something to say, wow, now I can get three percent. You know, I'm going to go buy this treasury note and I'm going to get out of where I might be making what John seven percent to eight percent, nine percent. Sometimes I think they they maybe they think people aren't that bright anymore. Well, it's not that they're not that bright. It's a matter of they think that people are think with emotions instead of their brain. And we get a lot of that, obviously, from 9 o'clock to 5, um, you know, trying to, like, temper the emotions and, mm-hmm. and and talk people off the cliff and say, look at the big picture here. And uh, it, it gets old, to tell you the truth, but that's part of my job. Right. And but... at the end of the day, it's the same market as it was in, in 1930, all right? It's going to go up. It's going to go down. It's going to average... Eight to ten percent over a ten-year period. Right. You're going to have some terrible years. You're going to have some great years. But it's just like the thing that people, for whatever reason, they they think that an investment is completely different than maybe a piece of art or maybe a a classic muscle car or um, or or a home that that they they buy low to fix up and then resell and get some rents out of it before they sell it. There's literally no difference. But they, for whatever reason, they mentally trick themselves into thinking that the stock market owes them an immediate return or it's always going to do a 20% return, and that's not realistic. And I try to explain that to people, and a lot of them finally get it, but it's amazing uh, how biased the market has become in people's eyes, so to speak. So if you talk to an investor and and they say, well, if I bought a house, if I bought a classic car, if I bought a Van Gogh, and if I bought 
uh, the S&P 500 portfolio, and I look at them all straight across the way as maybe a 10-year old. I bought it at this price. In 10 years, I think I'm going to sell it at this price. And if you look at it that way, you're usually going to come out to be a winner. Now, I can't guarantee anything, but I couldn't guarantee I can't guarantee that your Van Gogh is going to be worth a lot of money. I couldn't guarantee that your Chevelle is going to be worth X amount of dollars, and I couldn't guarantee that uh, a rental house that you bought to, to sell is going to be worth more than what you paid for it, even after dumping a bunch of money, taxes, and interest into it. Uh, at the end of the day, it's a bet, right? So because of the instantaneous reaction that you see on your TV screen and CNBC and Fox business manipulating it, it's tricked people into forgetting that it's, a, it's an actual investment. And, and and that's a shame because it's not. It, it's not the case. It's, it is an investment. So never lose sight of, you know, when you buy a market-sensitive investment, it's a long-term investment. It's going to have ups. It's going to have downs. Certain things are going to affect it. Certain things are going to make it go up. Certain things are going to make it go down. But if you have a disciplined view of it, you're going to come out a winner usually most of the time, and I got a century worth of evidence to prove that. And uh, that's what I have to say about it. All right. Now, what's your thoughts about Bitcoin? Because I saw where uh, the uh, Jamie Dimon over there at J.P. Morgan, he was not too crazy about the, what the, what the, what do they call them cryptocurrencies, and he seems to be yeah. changing his stand uh, on that a little bit. <laughs> Comments? Yeah. I, first of all, I don't. People, people should know, listening-wise, is I don't know anything more about cryptocurrency than, than the listeners do. As a matter of fact, I'd be willing to bet that a lot of our listeners have way more, uh, so to speak, self-education on it than I do. And the reason is because I'm forbidden to trade it, so I don't spend any time on it, nor do I believe in it. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think Jamie's stance on it was a, a, a good one. I think cryptocurrency will probably be the future of, of currency, but I think that's decades away. I really do. And if, and if that does come about, that means that the entire world is socialized because you'll be one currency. It'll be digital. It'll be a way to track you, and you'll get X amount of currency, and you'll get X amount of food, health care, and shelter for that currency. And once it's over, and, and once you're out of it, you get reloaded, and uh, that's almost like a video game. So, uh, But I think that's decades away. I really do. <laughs> I think a couple of generations have to die before that that goes into effect. Until that time, you're going to have, obviously, a currency based on the valuations of a government. When In our case, the United States, uh, the promise to repay their debt. Um, so even though our debt is high, our, our, the production of revenue and the taxation on our, on, our, on our revenue is very high as well. So we're considered a very good investment. Therefore, our currency is very strong. So I don't I don't believe in, in the cryptocurrency. I think you can make a lot of money on it. <laughs> if you're going to day trade it, if you're going to stay on top of it, if you get the right one, because Bitcoin's not the only one that's just the most advertised one. But I don't believe in it. I don't trade it for our clients. I don't know much about it. I think it's it's all frivolous, if you want to know the truth. I always have. And I think there'll, I think there'll be a future in it, but I I don't think that time is now. With uh, with uh, all, all the discussion of this infrastructure stuff today, you know, and and they were talking. I forget it's huge sum of money. Are you are you taking a look at uh, at areas like Caterpillar or places that might you know if we get into this huge infrastructure spending that could be potential good buys to add to your scenario? No, and the reason for that, Ron, is I'm very proud to give myself a pat on the back. 
We did that last year at this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we were fully, and we still are. I mean, because they're we're talking fully, $1.5 in infrastructure spending. That's huge, and that could be big money for a lot of companies. Ron, you're the tip of the iceberg on that. Uh, the, the Trump administration and the rebuild of our country from the inside out, outside in, and plus you got residential rebuild as well. I think the future is unlimited for it. I really do. Unless you get a catastrophic black, uh, black swan event, I believe that that's an excellent investment you have there in any kind of industrial, any kind of building materials, or any kind of fund that's um, targeting that. And you got international on its way up. A lot of people... Forget how bad Europe got hurt a couple years ago. And, and, you know, when the Brexit and, you know, a couple other countries went, went bankrupt over there to where they were let, not letting people leave the country or letting them leave with cash, um, those, comp- those countries over there are rebuilding as well. And a lot of the funds that hold these building companies and, 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 and infrastructure companies are not only in the United States, but they're rebuilding in Europe as well. So I think... If you're willing, again, I have to disclose, if you're willing to take risk and knowing that you can lose all your money in one day, uh, you should know that that's a good sector for you to be in. And John Arnold and his clients have been in there for, shoot, uh, 14 months now, and we got a little bump uh, that we didn't expect in October when the hurricanes hit, mm-hmm. just by pure luck. But I've always, I, I, I've thought that since Trump got in. And another thing that a lot of people aren't seeing is there's going to be are not considering is, is, believe it or not, regional banking is probably a good place for you to be if you're willing to take risk because you got to finance these projects. And the regulations on financing have become a little bit relaxed to where they needed to be. Trump is also for lesser regulation, but common-sense regulation. So I think the, I think the pendulum swing into common-sense regulation, which means common-sense loans, which means regional banks making money again profit-wise. And you got to remember, the banks got hurt more than any other sector in 2009. Uh, excuse me, eight, and they were the last ones to come up. So there's some major buying opportunities there if you're if you know how to research banks, and you, you pick the right one, or you can go into a banking ETF like KDE. So uh, not only is it from the cranes and the nails and the wood and the shingles, but from the financing of the projects too. I mean, that's a good that's a good place to start and be. And here's another thing that piggybacks off that. Uh, and you got to be real careful with this because of interest rates. But real estate, commercial real estate, raw land, or or buildings that are being refurbished, or buildings that are being built. Uh, I see commercial real estate piggybacking off that infrastructure plan as well. Well, you, I visited Houston, I visited Tallahassee, I visited Tennessee, I visited places all over the country, and in their big cities, you can't look ten feet without seeing some huge crane building, some metropolis type of uh, building, and and. Needs to say, we don't see a lot of that in our area in Youngstown, but you do see some of it. You really do. There are small projects going up around, and they're not doing that because the economy's sucking. They're doing that because there's infrastructure, whether it's residential, commercial, or government, that is that's powerful. So, um, if you're a betting woman or a betting man, I would be throwing my money in. Uh, into some infrastructure stocks. Mm-hmm. And, and regional banking you like because you're saying, what, somebody's got to finance all this kind of stuff, right? Absolutely. All right. And, Absolutely. Uh, uh, now, uh, a barrel of oil, what, fifty nine forty eight. It it was up slightly today. That, uh, But still, still oil prices should stay low. Well, 
you know, that's a commodity-driven market more than just a stock market-related market. Obviously, one one is hand in hand with the other. Uh, it's a very it, you talk about a manipulated uh, commodity, and that's oil. So uh, it's hard to say, but I believe just throwing a dart at um, a dartboard and the guess. I think oil is on the rise to eighty. I do. I think you can probably make a couple of bucks on some oil stocks with that alone. Um, obviously, it can go the other way. Unless you're an extremely aggressive investor, unless you know exactly what you're doing and you're willing to take on that kind of risk, I would stay away from oil stocks and natural gas stocks and any kind of petroleum, anything, because uh, there's so many of them out there and you don't know who's got hurt from the, the, the barrels of oil where they were before and, you know, who's held strong until now. It's a, it's a guessing person's game. But if you get the right oil stock right now, and I think it goes to 80, I think you can make a couple bucks uh, – because I think it's climbing back to where it should be 70 to 80. Now, I understand that you're not a big fan of that, but I think that's where it's going. All right, John Arnold's our guest. He'll be here tonight till 7 o'clock, News Radio 570 WKBN. If you stay tuned, I'll tell you how you can get a hold of John off the air after the break on News Radio 570 WKBN. I'll give you a phone number out, location out, and John will give you kind of his strategy on how he, you know, what his fees are and how he opera, runs his operation, you know, where John can uh, move things around. Uh, and well, we'll get into all of that coming up, so stay tuned for that. That'll be coming up momentarily. Stuff you should know if you're thinking about making a move to John Arnold and uh, give you some of the background information for that. We'll do that right after the messages from News Radio 570 WKBN. It's Monday night. John's here every Monday night at 6 o'clock. He talks about uh, the markets, stocks, bonds, mutual funds, all that kind of groovy stuff. We'll come back with more in a minute. Yes. Well, let's check out the Storm Team 27 forecast, which is looking pretty good, actually. We are, well, tonight going to be on the chilly side, going to get down to 7 degrees. But tomorrow is Tuesday, 38 for a high, 31 for a low, no uh, precip in the forecast. And Wednesday, looking for 49 for a high and 44 for a low. It's 40% chance of rain on Tuesday, 54 for a high, 27 for a low. Friday's high, 34. Saturday's high, 36. Sunday's high back up to 48. And the weekend looks dry, at least right now. We're sitting with 28 degrees currently at News Radio 570 WKBN. This is uh, the John Arnold's uh, Investing Show on News Radio 570 WKBN. John is uh, a guy that uh, when you invest with John, he's more than happy to meet with you. His office is located in Canfield, right there, not far from the intersection of uh, Lockwood Boulevard and 224 in Star Center uh, over there. And uh, you, that's where his office is located. Be more than happy uh, to invite you to come to the office, make an appointment, uh, take a look at maybe how you're personally investing. Maybe you've been doing it on your own. Maybe you've been with some other broker. But if you'd like to hear John's thoughts about your investing specifically or what he could do for you or what he would do differently, uh, he's more than happy to meet uh, with you. And or if you're deciding maybe it's time to get in the market or maybe you're thinking about retiring, incidentally, or close to retiring and uh, what you should do as far as your retirement investments and long-range planning as far as that is concerned. I mean, John does all that. He does retirement planning. He does uh, estate planning. He does, uh, the, you know, or, or can take a look at how you're doing it. Explain to people how you do all this, how your fee system works, and how they get a hold of you, John Arnold. All right. Uh, you can just call at 330-965-9890. Let me first tell you that the consultation is free. Second thing, it's no pressure to a fault. And uh, you're going to walk out of our firm, whether you become a client or not, with a positive 
uh, rebuttal, meaning that you're going to have some answers to some questions or a second opinion, a professional one. Uh, that's either you're either going to become a client or you're going to say, man, my guy or my woman or my team is not working hard enough or there's some things I need to talk to about. Either way, a consultation with us is going to be a positive thing. How we charge uh, is how do we how we've been doing it since 2008, uh, where a lot of firms are starting to arrive now. Is we charge one percent a year uh, based on the account values uh, monthly, meaning that we charge one twelfth of one percent. That way, the full one percent doesn't come out up front, and that way the clients don't get uh, dinged at the end of the year in the event that I sucked it up in the middle. So uh, we we take the ups and downs of the market with the client on our compensation. We cover all trading costs. We cover all custodial costs. We cover everything. And uh, we're able to do that. We're a small boutique firm. We don't have a skyscraper to pay for. We have a really good administrative staff, a big one, uh, that handles the service end of it. And, um, you know, we just got – I, I like to invite people to visit our website, www.jarnoldwealth.com. Brand-new website just came out. You'd learn a little about you know learn a lot about us. See some videos, some education videos out there. See what we're all about. You can see my uh, my licenses, my team, my awards and accolades, etc. We have broker check on there. You can look me up. You can see the goods and the bads and the uglies. And uh, I'm real proud of that. We're very transparent, and uh, we don't take all clients. We definitely take all appointments, but we don't take all clients. Sometimes we're not a fit. Sometimes, frankly, their advisor is just as good as me on what I think, or we can't help them. And, or sometimes it's a personality conflict. But you're definitely, you're definitely going to get your money's worth, and you're definitely going to get an honest rebuttal when you come to see us. Right, and in uh, a, a straightforward approach, and that's what right. uh, you know. That a lot of people uh, go meet with John and say, "Okay, this is kind of what I'm looking for." Frankly, somebody that's is going to take charge and uh, operates in your best interest for a change, to say the least. All right, so if you want to call the office, the number one more time, John. Yeah, give us a call at three three zero nine six five nine eight nine zero. You can check us out at www.jarnowealth.com. Consultation's free. Amen. And, uh, and and thank you to you and Steve for a great show. All right, and keep in mind, like John said, could be some bumpy roads ahead, but he's not panicking or anything along those lines. Stay abreast with John's thoughts. Mondays at 6, News Radio 570. Come in. Thank you, John. Have a wonderful night. Appreciate you coming on. Thank you. That's John thank Arnold. He's here Monday at 6. He gives you the lowdown on all this kind of stuff, and we're glad he does. Stay tuned. The news is coming up next. Sean Hannity to follow. Ron Verb, News Radio 570. Come in. Have yourself a pleasant evening. Back tomorrow afternoon at 3 on what should be a pretty nice week weather-wise.